So, welcome everyone to Redemption and Star Wars. I am the moderator of this panel, as you may have guessed by me standing here and dancing around like an idiot. Uh, my name is Brielle Vornia. I am the managing editor over at Tashi Station. Uh, I am also the editor of WhiteHotRoom.com. And I'm going to let my panelists introduce themselves. And I just realized we grouped ourselves by site versus and podcast. So, Brian, you're up, buddy. Uh, I'm Brian Larson. I am the founder of the Tashi Station blog and podcast network and the content producer on the podcast network. I'm Nancy Schwartz. I am the co-founder of the Tashi Station Network and blog, and I host uh, several shows on the network. I'm Jay Shaw. I'm a staff writer at 1138.com and an administrator at TheForce.net. Hi, I'm Stephen Kent. I'm one of the two pilots of the Beltway Banthas podcast. We cover Star Wars and politics every week. Uh, we're part of the RetroZap podcast network. Hi, I'm John Liang. I'm a journalist and editor during the day, and at night I write about Star Wars for the RetroZap website, and I occasionally contribute to the Beltway Banthas podcast. Okay. So usually uh, my next couple questions are kind of just to, you know, warm everyone up so you can get to know us, even though I feel like you've gotten to know some of us We're better. sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> better than you should have. But we're just going to do a quick rapid-fire uh, questions so you can know a little bit more about what we like about Star Wars. So, favorite Star Wars film? For me, it is A New Hope. Force Awakens. Return of the Jedi. Currently Rogue One. Return of the Jedi. Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite book in canon? Bloodline. Canon? Uh, Empire's End. Uh, the Weapon of a Jedi. Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Bloodline. Leia, Prince of Alderaan. Okay. Favorite Star Wars character? And I really feel like I should say Leia, but I'm going to stay on brand and say Iden Versio. Uh, Wedge Antilles. Luke Skywalker? I should also say Leia, but I'm going to say the Emperor. (laughs) (laughs) She for the win. I really like Director Krennic. Fives. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Favorite moment in The Last Jedi? For me, it's the throne room scene because, oh baby. Uh, I haven't lived with the movie long enough yet, so it's hard to choose, but I'm also going to go with the throne room scene. Um, I will do a visual. (laughs) Everything on Canto Bite. (laughs) You're nothing. You come from nothing. Uh, nothing. uh, I like that part. (laughs) We'll be circling... We'll be circling back to that later in the podcast. (laughs) Strike me down from strike me down in anger, and I'll be with you always. There we go. (laughs) Favorite of some of one of the newer planets. Um, I'm going to again stay on brand and say Vardos. Whatever planet uh, the island of Octo is on. Yeah, Octo. Is it just called Octo? I thought that was the island's name. Um, yeah, I'd say Octo. I guess this will be a surprise. Canto Bite. <laughs> uh, Canto Bite is like the worst planet ever, at least what we've seen of it, but I really like what they did in building it out, so I'd go with that. Great. I like okay. the salty part. <laughs> Would you be that guy who just, like, licks it and goes, 
Salt. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. All right. I'd be the guy next to him looking at him weirdly. Gareth Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> Just be both. Embrace both sides. Be both. Okay. Uh, you get to pick one of these. Republic, Separatist, Empire, Rebellion, First Order, or Resistance. I feel like this answers my question for me. First Order. First Order trash. <laughs> I am a rebel through and through. Rebels. Um, I think I'm wearing it, but the Empire. <laughs> Rebellion. Republic. Okay. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> we have an unofficial 600.5 panel yeah. panelist. Okay, so what I'm going to start with is I'm going to have everyone kind of go down the line, and how do you guys define redemption? <laughs> it's a big question to open it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we got we got we got to get there as a baseline before we can start discussing what it is. So, if it helps some, how do you define redemption, and and what does it mean for Star Wars specifically? Yeah, I feel like a lot of people equate redemption and forgiveness, which isn't the same thing. I think you can forgive someone for things that they have done, but not nece- they're not necessarily redeemed. Um, I guess for this panel, you would say. Someone who has accepted that they're on the wrong path or they have done bad things and are actively trying to atone for that. Yeah, redemption is much more synonymous with atonement in as far as the uh, context of Star Wars goes, I think. Yeah, if you look in the dictionary, um, you'll see redemption and absolution as synonyms. They mean, you know, you, you've cleansed sin or evil from you. But I think in Star Wars, redemption means... You've turned away from evil, but you've only just started the path of making up for what you've done. Yeah, redemption to me is about cashing a check that your soul can cash, uh, not necessarily the system around you or society at large. Um, it is that first step uh, of going from the black robe to the white robe. It's stepping away from what you've been doing to consciously start making that change. And again, it has nothing to do with whether or not you are now um, innocent or acquitted or anything of the things that you've done. It's just that first step of that transition. Yeah, redemption is a process and it takes a long time to get to that point. So in other words, someone can't just go, hey, I'm on the light side again. That's something we all we all agree right. about? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we again, part of the question already, but does it mean something different when we're talking about Star Wars than it does in, in real life? I think we're all likely to forgive things that, or to apologize for things that people do in Star Wars that you would never do in real life. Because, like, the bad guys in Star Wars look cool and they do things, you know, like everyone loves Vader for being the ultimate bad guy. But in real life, someone who is serving an evil fascist regime is not going to be. You're not going to look up to them, hopefully. <laughs> uh, please don't. <laughs> yeah, please don't. So, but, you know, e- even when you look at things that characters do in, in fiction in general, like, sometimes pe- characters do really terrible things, and you're like, like, for example, um, you know, Force Awakens starts out, and our Han has gone back to smuggling, Luke has gone off to Octo. In real life, you would probably be like, I can't believe you guys left when everything was getting bad. That's, you know, probably would never forgive them. In Star Wars, you know, every, they kind of forgive what happens and they come back and help. And it's like, oh, yeah, everyone. 
you know, everything's good again. But in real life, you probably wouldn't be so easy to forget that. So. Yeah, and I, I think just kind of on that, you know, Darth Vader being sort of the um, the pinnacle of the redemption moment in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I, I've always thought about what happens if he actually went back with Luke, if he survived his injuries. Um, you know, basically Luke would be in this position where he's trying to explain to people uh, his philosophy of the Force and making that change, and they're going to be looking at the deeds, the things that Darth Vader's government has done, the things that he has done on the criminal record side, where Luke is looking really at his heart. And I, I think you've seen some of the books that Leia has not really reconciled. Um, with who her father was, and it's not quite there for her yet because she didn't get to see uh, what Luke saw. Um, you know, I think in society we have a vengeance problem. You see it in our criminal justice system, uh, sentences that never really end after you get out, uh, and sentences that are often too long for whatever crime you may commit uh, because we believe in retribution and we take those things too far. Um, in Star Wars, I think we face a similar uh, problem, which is that we're basically talking about space Nazis um, who have committed crimes. And we want to see them stop those crimes rather than try to actually put them in a position where they are, you know, you've picked, this, you've picked a path and now you must stay on it. In theory, you want people to come off it or you do battle with them. It's kind of one of the two for me. Yeah. Well, and let's actually, hold on, let's just go ahead and dive right into Vader then because mm-hmm. was, I mean... Can you really say that Vader was redeemed just because he decided that he didn't want to kill his son today and instead tossed the guy who had been manipulating him since he was like nine years old into an el- into a not an elevator shaft, a something where he went boom? Like, does that does that really mean Vader was redeemed, or did he just make an action that was in the interest of himself or rather his family? From a narrative perspective, in a sense, yes, because they did go to the death equals redemption trope, and that is the storyteller telling you that Vader was redeemed because he died in that context. Um, It it is a lot harder when we're starting to then get away from this micro view of Vader sacrifices himself to save Luke and start looking at the larger context of his actions in the universe. It's a lot harder to say, is he redeemed, when you start pulling back like that. Yeah, I always wonder what another one of Vader's victims might have said to Luke. And, uh, you know, it's good that you, his son, was saved, but what about my son, and so on and so forth. And um, redemption in Star Wars is intensely personal, and it's based on character arcs, but I think if we step back and look at the way other characters would have reacted to it, other people would have reacted to it, I think the galaxy might have been a lot less forgiving than Luke was. Yeah, I think the point about the narrative arc is, is important. Um, Vader says to Luke, uh, tell your sister uh, you were right. Um, or, and, and to me, that sort of says that he did make the decision he made on the Death Star for the right reasons. He decided that Anakin Skywalker was not dead. Um, and that's the central lie of the dark side. And so many dark paths that people go down is that you can't go back and that the old you is gone. You are now this Darth, and that's who you're going to be. And I think what he had to be confronted with and realize was that Anakin, Padme, all those things are still alive in him, and he accepted that. Um, so I think that's, it seems like he made the right decision for the right reasons. Yeah, I think he, had, he always had that, a little piece of Anakin still in him, and he was always constantly fighting that. And it wasn't until he sunk him around that he finally was able to get past that and you know, begin the process of redemption. Yeah, and I think when you do start pulling back, we start realize we start seeing this conflation between redemption and forgiveness. There's no way the galaxy will ever, 
as, as a whole will ever forgive Vader. No. But even though they don't, does that necessarily mean he wasn't redeemed? That's, that's kind of where you should start looking at the question. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think if he had gone back with Luke, um, his heart would have been changed, and he should sit in a jail cell. Yeah. Um, yeah. He should sit in a, in a detention center that can hold yeah. him for the rest of his natural life, um, and his heart can be uh, good when he goes out. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's justice. <laughs> but then that also, you know, it comes back to your earlier point about uh, what happens afterwards, you know, in real life. Is he really, I always like to say that you have to work for redemption. Like you have to, if you're going to be redeemed and if a certain character we're going to get to in a minute, uh, if he's going to be redeemed, then he has to spend the rest of his life working for it. Is it really working for it if you sit in a jail cell and maybe have white robes instead of black ones? <laughs> Well, the jail cell, in a way, is penance for the actions you've committed, and I think penance is a part of redemption. Um, so he is, that's part of his atonement, would be being in this jail cell and reckoning for his actions, which I would say, yes, that does segue into redemption. And, you know, in real life, after the Second World War, the surviving Nazis who were tried and weren't executed were given long prison sentences. But if you think about it, in Star Wars, there are plenty of other options for Vader. He could be made to work for some of the people whose lives he'd ruined or worlds mm -hmm. he destroyed, uh, work on recovery efforts. Yeah. Or he wouldn't be um, considered a free person. He'd be forever in service. But at least that would be one way to make good yeah. his Redemption. Yeah. I think both of these are adequate paths for redemption in, in, in talking about Vader. Yeah, in, in real life, I often uh, reference um, Christian, I've always bought Butch's last name, um, Piccinelli. Uh, he was a white nationalist, um, prominent in the 90s, who has now made his change. He has a nonprofit called Life After Hate. He's written books on the issue, and he basically spends his entire life trying to pull uh, guys out of that movement and pull people out. And he lost his kids to it. Uh, he lost his wife. His brother was gunned down in, um, you know, race-related violence. And, you know, so if you're looking at some, some penalties that he's incurred along the way, he lost his beloved brother. Um, but then he basically is just trying to pay for everything that he did and every person he pulled in by pulling somebody out. Um, and that's, that's the long-term view. And that's the long-term journey. And a lot of your dark siders in Star Wars, it doesn't really end up going that way. They usually die. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they usually just yeah. kill the character to just not deal with yeah. the consequences. Yeah. yeah, he's also in jail a lot. Of, if he is actually in a, jail, in a jail, he's also in jail with other people as well. And one way he could also uh, work to redeem himself is talk to the other inmates there who are probably going through their own, suffering through their own inner, inner demons and help them work past that. So does everyone in Star Wars deserve a chance at redemption? And, I mean, like, could Palpatine be... Actually, here, just rapid fire. Could Palpatine be ever be redeemed? No. No. Okay. <laughs> nah. I expected that answer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like the difference yeah. between dealing with, like, someone who falls into crime versus mm -hmm. someone who's a sociopath, like yeah. a serial yeah. killer. Like, yes. this, this is who they are. Right, yeah. yeah the, the, line, the line is often fuzzy, but with, when it comes to Palpatine, no, it's not fuzzy. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to guess we also... Because we also all feel the same way about Snoke. Yeah, 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 yeah for the yeah. same reasons we feel yeah. that way about Palpatine. All right, here's my question, though, where we make it interesting. What about Dooku? Uh, yeah, I'll say and yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He made a choice. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he, he fell to the dark side out of a lot of disenchantment yeah. with mm-hmm. the Republic the and the politics that were going on in that time. He thought that the Republic and the Jedi Order were corrupt. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of just see a, a, a version of the reality where he, he sees like, oh my God, I, I'm part of a big dupe here as well. I often wonder if Qui-Gon Jinn would have followed Dooku down the path towards the Separatist movement as well. Um, I think there were politics that got people looped into that movement. Um, that were a little bit segregated from the light yeah. side, dark side. Also, but would he have ever left? I, I always wonder if Dooku would have ever left the Jedi Order if his former Padawan hadn't died. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I've often wondered, like, was Dooku actually really, like, following the Sith tenets, or was it more of a political issue for him? Yeah. Because if you if you go by the shorthand, the movie shorthand of evil yellow eyes, and, <laughs> you know, he, he never... Goes, you know, he never goes that way. He looks the same the whole time. Yeah, but with a so. with a character like Dooku, you can envision a path in which right. he begins making reparations yeah. and begins trying to fix the harm he's caused. With a Palpatine or a Snoke, you can't visualize that at all. What if? Okay, but coming back to the original question, though, I mean, does everyone deserve a chance if they go? You know what? I screwed up. Like, dude. Is granted, we we don't necessarily see a path where Palpatine could, but I mean, if there was a point where Palpatine showed up and went, "Listen, everything I did to Sidious, I understand the error of my ways. I genuinely want to do something different." Does he deserve that chance? <laughs> I mean, th- this um, is a very crazy too. hypothetical. Let's be clear. I will. I will say um, yes. Um, I. <laughs> okay, I wrote a fanfic once where that, <laughs> where that where that was actually a question posed to Luke, where someone asked him if, if Palpatine could, if Palpatine wanted to be, would you try to redeem him? And he was horrified, like, "What are you talking about?" And the person was trying to make a point, like, "Do you think Vader should be can be redeemed, or what about Palpatine?" Um, I I don't, as we know him in the movies, I don't think it ever would have happened, but I think it's super important in Star Wars that every single character can have at least that chance. Nancy, you brought up Luke. I did bring up And you brought up fan fiction, which I strongly suspect this was written during the Legends days. Uh, yeah. Yes. So let's, I come up to, I'm going to ask you about this specifically because Luke's views on, for anyone who doesn't know, before the Disney sale, there's every whole bunch of books, whole bunch of stories. They're all called legends right now, and they're sort of an alternate universe. Um, Luke's views on redemption were a little bit different in that than we see in, you know, the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. In other words, yes, and you get redemption, and you get redemption. <laughs> Kipped her on, you blew up a planet, it's okay. We can work through this together. <laughs> so, so Nancy, I'm just going to make you talk about Luke Skywalker for a minute, which I know you're, you're going to sure. So talk about Luke and redemption in Legends. Uh, anything specifically or just in general? <laughs> you know what? I just, I just wrote Luke's views on redemption in Legends. Everyone deserves I, an exclamation point. So I mean, I actually, I, I don't think it's as different from canon as people think it is. Um, people like to focus on the scene in The Last Jedi as saying, oh, Luke's gonna go kill his nephew, and that's not what happened. And if you watch the movie, it is not what actually he went in there to do. And he immediately realized, what the hell am I doing? I'm turning off my lightsaber, but it was too late. Um, and I think that, that's why he ran off, because he was so ashamed with himself for at least having that thought. But um, Luke goes to crate goes to in quotation mark goes to crate um to save the to resist the resistance 
I also think he goes there in part to keep Kylo from actually killing him, which Luke knows will bring Kylo even more to the dark. Yeah, to the dark side. Because he says, you know, strike me down down in anger and I'll always be with you, just like your father. Luke knows it's killing Han has conflicted Kylo. And Luke decides he's not going to let Kylo have that chance to actually kill him and leave that narrow open for him to come back if he wants to. Um, In Legends, Luke was very much like, there was a lot more Jedi. Luke was very much more in the public eye, would go out and try to get people who were were Force-sensitive. And when people screwed up, he was like, it's okay, you know, you were under the thrall of a Sith Lord, it's fine. Except for um, a couple like your books at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We, we don't talk about Cursible. Yeah. <laughs> so, we don't talk about Cursible. But Luke was very much like, everyone can be redeemed. Um, I, I sort of feel like if he had that opportunity, and I, I feel like it's not as congruent as people think it is. I just think, like, in... You know, with Kylo, Luke realized he was not the person who could do this. Yeah. Let's actually just, let's start talking about Kylo, because I feel like that's probably why a lot of people are here. Um, Did, so two questions. Redemption of Ben Solo, just because I like saying that. Did Kylo have the chance to be redeemed in The Last Jedi? And does he still have a chance now to be redeemed? Yes, but he is on his own now. No one can do it but him at this point. I agree with that. <laughs> and, and as we've said, redemption for, for Ben, for Kylo, will be just the start. He can make the decision, but since he's closed the door on it twice, he might have to do something to earn it. Um, yeah, I mean, again, anyone can always turn back, but I'm, I'm so skeptical from a narrative point, like by the third movie with like yeah. you know, two yeah. options that were put before him that they're gonna that they're gonna make that change in the last second. I don't know. It just sort of seems like it would be they're jerking us around. Um, I thought that in this movie, he was going to leave the First Order and like do a third way, like a third yeah. thing with Rey. Mm-hmm. Um, and he turned away from that too. He just sort of seems like he just does not know what he wants. And it's a self-destructive personality. And I think he's just going to like immolate himself by the end of this. Yeah, and yeah. that's going to be fun to watch in the last movie, in, in episode nine, is how hopefully they show him a, go through a process of how he goes, redeems himself. Not just, oh, boom, at the end, boof, I'm just going to do this and go. No, show me what your in, inside thoughts are. And I don't know if you can do that in a movie. It'll probably have to do that in a book, but you know, what can dare to dream? Yeah, and the, the Last Jedi, I think, does something really, really interesting with the notion of redemption in that it firmly steers Star Wars away from X redeems Y. It's not going to be Luke redeems Vader or Rey redeems Kylo. It very clearly puts the burden and the onus squarely on Kylo. He is the only one who can save himself at this point. It is no one else's fault if he is not redeemed. It is his own burden to bear. Actually, chill of hands. Uh, If you think that Kylo still has a shot at being redeemed in Episode Nine, raise your hand. If put him down, if you think he's you know bad to the bone, et cetera, et cetera, raise your hand. Just raise your hand twice, Nancy. No, I only raised it once. <laughs> That's interesting to me. So there's right. there's a lot of people who here seem still seem to have hope for Kylo Ren. That's very interesting. I I, I think right. he's got a shot, but I think it's an extraordinarily well, think, slim shot. I mean, I think it's just you know in general we want to we 
you want that. You want the happy ending in Star Wars. Um, whether and I don't blame people who want him to be redeemed because why? Why wouldn't you want a happy ending for at least someone in these movies? <laughs> yeah, but but it didn't happen to my favorite character. <laughs> Mine neither. Uh, it's fine. We're fine. But like you know, should it happen? And I think you know the idea of the narrative. I don't know if it would fit now because it's it would be a huge shift in where they're. I, I thought I thought the last I was going to go either two ways that he was going to either turn in the middle of it. Or he was going to kill Snoke and take his place. And I, I, when that happened in the movie, I was like, holy crap, I never predict these things. And I was right. I, mean, I, well, do, I do think he has a place to go. If he gets redeemed in episode nine, I would love to see an epilogue where he's sent to uh, make up for his yeah. past ills by doing an internship or like working for... <laughs> the, for the spice mines of Kessel, perhaps? No. For, for the caretakers. <laughs> and they will keep an eye on him and make sure that he does not go off the line. Uh, yes. Well, no, I, I, I think just... With, with the end of the First Order that you know that we're going to have coming in this next movie, we have to auto-correct from what happened with Return of the Jedi, where Vader um, you know, made his, his personal change, but the galaxy didn't get the memo about right. what he did. And then you have an extremist faction. You have cultists in some of the books, like Aftermath, who worship Darth Vader, and they're not... Uh, they're not clued into what he did at the end of his life. And for Kylo Ren in the First Order, the, the central thing that you do to pull people out of extremist movements and the dark side is you have to reveal the lie that they have bought into. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't make any difference if he's redeemed, if the First Order still believes in what they're doing. I would love to see the First Order fall in on itself. More people mm-hmm. like Finn wake up. Um, more people realize that everything that they've been told, it, it's indoctrination. They're all, they're all not there by choice. Um, yeah. I would love to see that change in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Also, yeah. a lot of those, a lot of the individual off, for sort of officers, some, I, I'd like to see some of them who are all, if you read like the novelization, they're all very, very, uh, power hungry themselves. And some of them, I would like to see them just sort of like go after each other, basically like a, a bunch of wild dogs and just yeah. destroy themselves that way. My favorite, my second favorite thing is still, uh, when you, you see the chaos of the throne room afterwards and Hux is just like WTF and then just what? casually moves his jacket and makes the reach and then just casually closes it again when he sees Kylo waking up. Um, but I will not turn this into a, an Armitage Hux panel as much as I want to. Um, Come back you, tomorrow for rampant. Can, can Armitage Hux be reaching in? <laughs> No. <laughs> just next year. I'll pitch them on an arbitrage panel next year. Um, but I do think, you know, for if Kylo does get redeemed and, and they find a way to make it narratively work, that for me, it'll be a little bittersweet given that Carrie's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And by Carrie, I mean Leia. I mean, we don't know, we don't know what they're going to do with Leia in the next film. But to me, if, if, if Kylo comes back and he's Ben again, then it's, yeah. And you always think of what it yeah. could have been if you had seen that well, reunion yeah. between mother I and feel son. Like, I feel like my opinion about him being redeemed would be completely different if if Carrie Fisher was going to be in episode nine. Because yeah. I think that would be, I'd be like, okay, well, Leia is going to be involved because that's what I, that was my first thought after we saw The Force Awakens was Leia didn't get to go to the Death Star and confront Vader with Luke. And I, as I said, Return of the Jedi is my favorite movie, but I hate that we never, she never got that closure and i wanted to see that so badly and the fact that she's not going to be there that's why i'm kind of like there's no other way that they could do it and make it poignant 
you know, the only person who still believes in the idea of Ben is is his mom. And you yep. can't have a prodigal son story if there's no mom or dad to come to. <laughs> Although, oh, um, oh no. By, <laughs> Although even by even by the end of the Last Jedi, I think there is some question if even Leia yeah. thinks Ben is still there. Yeah. You know what? I think deep no in her heart, really there is a part of her that still holds on to yeah. holds on to hope, but I it mean, is it is yeah. rapidly yeah. diminishing. Okay. So if anyone has questions, we'll start taking questions now. Otherwise, we're going to go into the topic that Nancy's going to kill me if we don't discuss. What? <laughs> Sandra Callis. Oh, uh, yeah. Our babes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, you right there. Uh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> I like you. You're my favorite. You you come up here and you come get a book right now. Um <laughs> Sorry, for anyone who does not know, I'm like the world's biggest Battlefront Inferno Squad fan. Um, and this was actually... Have you read this one yet? Nice. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> All right. So this was actually the other topic we were going to talk about uh, because redemption applies a heck of a lot more to just Force users. Like, there are people who do bad things in Star Wars who are on the bad side who get redeemed or whatever. I actually think that Aiden didn't get redeemed. And I think Del didn't get redeemed. Because I think that implies that they've done things on the scale of Vader and Kylo, which they didn't. Um, to me, Aiden, Versio, and Delmico both were fighting for the wrong side because it's what they knew. And I, I think it's also important to remember in Star Wars that a lot of, for a lot of people, they don't see the real evil of the Empire. Um, they cool. don't really get it until post Alderaan and yes they still stayed with them but the Empire is the master of propaganda um, but as soon as they were confronted with the truth of really what the Empire was they made a split second choice yes and especially when it became <laughs> when they became aware that this was not the Empire uh, for anyone who has not played Battlefront there or familiar with the post Return of the Jedi canon there's something called Operation Sender in which Palpatine basically goes well, if I can't have it, no one can. Um, and, and sets it up so that Operation Cinder will basically destroy a whole bunch of planets, especially the ones that were like either important or were loyal to the Empire. And Vardos is one of those planets, and it's also Aiden's homeworld. And you see her, they make the decision, and she's like, we have to evacuate civilians. And the higher-ups are like, nope, they're all going to die. Just get this one person out, let's go. And her and Del make the decision that they don't want to be a part of that anymore. So to me, Aiden doesn't have a redemption arc because she doesn't necessarily need one. She just makes the choice to be better. See what I did there, Nancy? Uh, sorry, this is a great Luke line. She makes the choice to be better, and, and they they do what and becomes the right thing. And uh, but sorry, and it, but it's also like they uh, Dell has a scene earlier where he meets up with Luke Skywalker and like just seeing Luke and realizing he's not the horrible monster the Empire portrays, Del realizes that the Empire is not what he believes it is. And so later on, when they're on Vardos, he's able to make that choice. Yeah. Um, and, and they don't automatically just go and join up the Rebellion. There's some time in between them, which I think is also important because, um, you know, if you want to talk about reference other characters in Rebels, you have Agent Callus, who, um, you know, went over from the Empire just right over to the Rebellion, and then automatically it's like, oh, hey, you're one of us now. And it's like... Um, you committed genocide, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
And I always wish they had done more with that and like went into what him actually having to make up for it and see yeah. what he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, he's not the focus on the show, so you don't get that. Yeah, I, I never necessarily bought that Callus had a change of heart just because he had a life changing field trip with Zeb. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm glad I have my like my people who get my stupid other pop culture references. Thank you. I'm still waiting for my life changing field trip with Zuko. No, no, no. Yeah, actually, I just want my life changing field trip with Luke Skywalker. I just yes, please. <laughs> but no, but like I don't. I'm not sure that Callus's arc felt earned to me in the way mm-hmm. that Iden and Dells did because. Again, like Nancy said, they didn't join immediately. And also, if you have not played Battlefront 2 or Red Inferno Squad, please do that. Please. (laughs) I know I've spoiled it all for you, but it is some of the most beautiful writing for Luke Skywalker I've ever seen in my life. Uh, The Pileo mission changed my life, I'm pretty sure. Um, So please, even if you just go find the cutscenes on YouTube, like please, please go watch them and don't tell EA I told you to do that. (laughs) Um, Nancy is a Luke Skywalker connoisseur and can confirm that the Pileo Luke stuff is some of the best out there. Yes. On the on the question of callus though, like yes, uh, sorry, I kind of wanted to build on that because I feel like sometimes military figures, uh, you were were talking about Iden Versio in front of Squad uh, and callus, they get a little bit of an easy out because they have intelligence to offer. Um, Basically, they they turn, and the only reason that they don't end up then sitting in the brig is because they can be used for their knowledge that they have, their insight that they have, the empire to then dismantle it. Um, I feel like sometimes that's an easy out for military figures. Yeah, but they do have to keep working for it throughout. It's not like they just sit in... It's not like they just sit in the brig. Yeah, they Um, they hinted at it at certain points of season four, but just never really committed to exploring it. I mean, that's for Callus. I mean, like like Nancy said, for for Aiden and Dell, they're given an option. Like, here, think your intelligence is good. We can help Nebubu. Here's two starfighters. You can either take them and vanish... Or you can come help fly with us against Operation Center. Not to yeah. join, but like you can come help us. But and they make the decision to yeah, go but and help. This is what's great about characters like Aiden and Dell is they're always trying to stay true to a moral compass, but they are open to letting their moral compass change, change yeah. as new things are what? presented to them. Which, again, which is why I agree with you, it's not a redemptive arc for them because they weren't in need of one. Well, yeah. one of the things that, that Aiden says during the course of the story is now, when after she's joined the Rebellion, is now we're doing what we thought we were doing when we served the Empire. And I think that's an important detail mm-hmm. because whether or not an Imperial character is redeemed depends on whether or not they know the truth of the Empire and then what they do after that point. If they right. decide that they're going to still continue to go along, if they're going to... Um, you know, if Alderaan happens and they're still serving the Empire, it, it's they don't have excuses anymore for what they've done, and it's harder to pardon a character after that yeah. point in the story than before. There's also characters who are like forced to do something bad and then redeem themselves. I mean, you look at Lando in yeah. uh, Empire. You know, I'm sorry for being yeah, <laughs> it's okay. You know, there's that. There's that side as well. It's like you know, okay, it, I didn't want to do this, but I had to because of you know to yeah. keep my business running, to, keep, to preserve my planet, my my mining operation, whatever. And then they have to come back. I would have loved to see somewhere right. in like in the movie or in one of the books how he went about redeeming. His stop process. Yeah. yeah. Galen Urso yeah. is another yeah. interesting one to consider yeah. on this because initially, instead of doing anything to correct the problem, he just ran. Yeah. He hid. Yeah. But when he was brought back, then he's like, okay, I have to do something the about this now. Aggression. Yeah. 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 And he, um, he just floors them with emails until, you know, <laughs> which, by the way, is the best part of the Rogue One novelization. <laughs> like, if anyone here also works around the government, 
you will appreciate the Galen Urso method to get a flaw put in the Death Star. Um, you in the very, very back with your hand up. Speak loudly. Ooh, that's a sticky one. Beautiful. Oh, Saul. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard to say because, like, you don't... There's a lot of things that Saul was right about. Yeah. Um, his methods were not necessarily the best, but he, you know, he was on the quote-unquote right side. Um, I yes. think he yeah. should have been held responsible for war crimes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what the Inferno Squad book does such a good job of, is it takes, I swear I know about more than just Battlefront. Um, <laughs> but it, it takes, it takes basically yeah. the partisans who are now called the Dreamers, it, it's right after A New Hope, it takes them and Inferno Squad, and it shows you essentially the best of the Empire versus the most extreme yeah. of the Rebellion, and sort of like put, puts them together, and there's not really a right choice, right. because the partisans ask the Infernos to help them blow up a, a school yeah. full of kids. Yeah, I think also. Just, yeah, I think also for Saw, he had the chance, probably a lot, to come mm-hmm. into the larger rebellion, and I'm sure like Mon Mothma wanted him to join them because he obviously wants to fight the Empire, and they all need to join together to do that, or yeah. else they're not going to win. So he, he's kind of in but, he's kind of in a weird mirror Kylo spot yeah. where he had been afforded. Plenty of opportunities to do the right thing and didn't. So to go in against Mon Mothma for a second, I I love doing that. Um, There's there's a part in Rebels where Mon Mothma explains that Saw's gotten too extreme for their alliance and he's sort of been kicked out. And I sort of wonder if that was also the easy way out. Because instead of having to deal with the partisans and what they've been doing to the rebel movement, Mm -hmm. she just disaffiliates with them and washes her hands of them and says... They're not a part of us. We're not responsible for them. And she just lets mm-hmm. them go. And that's inadequate, I think. I would have liked to see more of that in Rebels. Yes. I really wish we had gotten to see all that kind that's of stuff. That's another panel. Yes. Uh, right there. <laughs> Tanger. Um, I, well, I, I was looking in on how Saw is a really good parallel of Vader. Okay. What I really wanted to talk about Ventress is the Yeah, Ventress having that's to work a, for it is definitely not something there's a whole lot of. Yeah, it's a very good book. Uh, go read Dark Disciple by Christy Golden. Uh, blue shirt right there. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is evil. Krell is evil. Yes. <laughs> but is he? Listen, I'm, I'm friends with the Captain Rex. You yeah. don't. You don't say that's. You don't do that stuff against clones. Yeah. I've. If they make the choice to, I don't yes. know. I don't know how much control they had over yeah. that. But as far as Krell goes, um, mm. I mean, there's definitely a moral compass that everybody has to adhere to, and he was very much on the wrong side of moral history there. So, yeah, yeah I mean, even if he's producing good results for uh, the Republic, the means in which he gets there, that that does not speak well of him. 
Yeah. Oh, wait, uh, right there. Sorry, we're running out of time, so I'm trying to go through this quick. Yes. I feel like that's a question for our friend Thomas Harper, who no. is a site, who's on the site called yeah. Legal Geeks. Yeah, yeah I mean, if, um, if General, <laughs> yeah. if, if German General Erwin Rommel had successfully, you know, pulled off one of his assassination attempts at Hitler, he still would have ended up being tried. Uh, yeah, he ended yeah. Up just killing himself instead. But uh, the the thing with the other, with the other characters, where they're actually offered immunity, they never made a deal with Kanji Club here. <laughs> <laughs> Plug, come listen to our Kanji Cast podcast. Um, uh, right, yes, hi. Hi. Um, just going to that point, it might not seem like he's relevant to the cult of the villain as he is to the cult of the villain. Yeah. Because he's not really the cult of Yes. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, yes. In the back. Yes. I think it would be really interesting to see, like, more, like, because obviously we have Finn, Mm -hmm. um, who is accepted by the resistance. Um, It would be really interesting to see a higher level character um, in, uh, if you read Phasma, there's, I I hope there's a possibility for a character to return who's in that book um, and possibly join the resistance. Um, I think it's it's about timing and, like, your sincerity of thought. Right. Because it would, I mean, obviously, like, if, if Kylo had gone with Rey after the throne room and called off the, 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 uh, yeah. the assault, would, would they have, would, what would their reaction to him have been? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, last one. Anyone have a really, really good one? <laughs> no pressure. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Hi. <laughs> you can come to my TED talk after this. <laughs> yeah, for real, that, that actually you just talked to Nancy later. Yeah. But okay, let me do one more real quick. Uh, awesome color hair. Um, just on the line of good characters doing questionable things, how do you feel about uh, Poe in Last Jedi? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I take it back, we're not touching that one. <laughs> that is a whole other panel. <laughs> that is, yeah, that no, is. No, we're not, we're not touching that one. Okay. One more that will not take a 20-hour question. <laughs> Blue shirt in the back. <laughs> Agent Hask is the worst. <laughs> Agent Hask straight up sucks. <laughs> um, I think if he had made the choice to go with them on Vardos, and yeah. he had not been like... Death will be the de- you know defiance will be the death of you, and he had not been the worst. He could have had a chance to work with the rest of them, even though he did some really crappy things in the Inferno Squad book. But after that, nope. Yeah, I'm sorry. He, after he, the epilogue, no, son. He None was, for you. Yeah, he was confronted with the exact same stuff that Dell and Aiden were confronted with, and made a complete 180 decision. Same. That's just, all him. All he cared okay. about was getting control of Inferno Squad. Yes. <laughs> I have a whole TED talk about Hask and and Aiden and Dell, but that's later. Okay. 
Thank you, everyone, very much for coming to this. We're going to try and draw these.